Um, good afternoon, listeners. Uh, I'm your host, Roman Frolov. And today in the studio, we'll have a guest. His name is Nick Cook. And would you mind telling us about yourself? Hey, 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 Roman. I'm so excited to be on the show. Been watching for a while now, or listening, I should say. And I'm just here to say I am the biggest Great Gatsby enthusiast that has ever lived. Read the book a million times, seen the movie a trillion times. And yeah, I just love it. All right. You got ahead, you got a little bit ahead of me there, but the theme of today's podcast is going to be the book of Great Gatsby, along with the movie as well. We're going to be discussing it today. So, uh, you're, you're an AP language arts student right now, right? So, uh, yes, sir, I am. Yeah. So, you read Gatsby, like, last year for the curriculum, yeah, it's, right? Yeah, it's been a little, a little while, yeah. Yeah, all right. So... Uh, what are your thoughts on the book itself? I truly thought that The Great Gatsby was F. Scott Fitzgerald's masterpiece. I mean, everything about it is so iconic. The time period, the characters, it's amazing. The undertones, fantastic. All right. Um, if I had to state my opinion, I would say the book is definitely has some interesting plot twists. And I wish that... Um, the movie also, you know, included all those small details that were included in the book, but unfortunately they weren't. I agree. I do think the book is better than the movie. Yes. Uh, we're talking about the 2013 version of the movie with the Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh-huh. And as you know, there's nothing going on between Jordan and uh, Nick, even though in the book it's mentioned that they have, like, something... Going some on. sort of love connection yeah. yeah yeah so let's summarize the plot a little bit so the story takes place in new york between the west egg and the east egg the east egg is like more of the prestigious place to live in and the west egg is not so much still both really good places to live in but and then they're separated by like a lake uh one way to get through them is to go through the garbage zone area where two of our main characters live not main characters but like side characters you know uh we've got george and marty who live there but we'll get to them later so our main narrator who narrates the story he's in the story itself as well his name is nick carraway and uh he wanted to be a writer, but some things didn't turn out. So he just now works at the Wall Street as a um, bondsman. As a bondsman, yes. Okay, I'll take it from here, and then you can pick up in a few minutes. No problem. Uh, anyway, who he moves in this house in the West Egg, I believe. Is that correct, Roman? Yeah. All right, and he notices his neighbor's house is massive, and there's parties going on all night long. And the person who lives here is Gatsby, the Great Gatsby. That's what the book is named after. Um, now, every weekend, there's these huge parties at his house, huge ragers, big turnouts. Anyway, um, Nick, he goes to his, it's his cousin, right, Daisy? Yeah. He goes to Daisy's house, um, well, more like her husband Tom's house. Tom is this very brash, very bold man, um, very arrogant, you can tell. He's very scary, in my opinion. Anyway, um, she go, he goes and he meets with Daisy, meets Tom, turns out him and Tom knew each other in the past. They went to college together, I want to say. Um, 
and uh, Daisy's friend Jordan is there, and they start discussing these huge parties run by Gatsby. Now, this is where the illusion of Gatsby kind of sets in. Nobody really knows what Gatsby does for a living. No one's ever really sure if they even met the guy. He's very mysterious, very behind the scenes. No one knows how he got his fortune or anything like that. Roman, you want to pick up where I left yeah, off? sure, no problem. So, uh, Daisy, uh, who is Nick's cousin, is married to Tom... And uh, he lives in the East Egg, which is right opposite of the West Egg, which is where Nick lives, along with Gatsby. Um, even though the book has the name of Gatsby in it, we still haven't met him. But uh, the other day, Nick gets an invitation straight from the Gatsby to his party. And when Nick goes to that said party, he tries to show the, you know, the people who are there the invitation. And everybody else is like around him, like you don't need it, throw it away, because people just go there without the invitation. It's just that big of a house. It's just a wild party going yeah. on and off. Party at Gatsby's is a regular thing. Like every weekend, all the wealthy members of society they just flock to Gatsby's house. It's almost kind of like a Gatsby's house is almost like a carnival. People kind of lose their minds there. They don't, they don't really respect the house. They kind of just revert to their animalistic nature just party yeah it's kind of a hangout place but like for everybody pretty much and um some theories going around on who gatsby is and how he has this house and why he has so much money to spend some people say he's like a nazi spy or like uh, the lost king of germany or some stuff like that you know um but all of that of course is just absurd so uh, later on, into the party, uh, Nick is trying to find Gatsby and ask him why he got the invitation for. So, since nobody knows how he looks like, um, he runs into Jordan, Jordan Baker, who's also been at the Daisy, uh, Daisy's house. She's a pro golfer, but well, supposed to be, but she cheated on her like entrance tournament or some stuff like that and she couldn't make it um she is a woman as nick describes her that he does not feel ease around her he does not feel comfortable being near her unlike daisy where he feels a lot more comfortable with her like she, he feels like she's honest a woman you know and jordan baker is practically not like that at least that what nick says so now, also, I want to cut in here. We kind of glance over this part that happens pretty early on in the book. Um, at the dinner party with Daisy and Nick and Tom and uh, what's her face, um, we find out that Tom is actually having an affair with another woman. Oh yeah, that's right. He gets a phone call in the middle of their uh, dinner party, and you know Daisy follows him after he got the phone call, and then. Nick is like wondering what's happening, is everything okay? And then Jordan says, you know, they're having an affair. And as you can see, things are not going so smooth for them. And then also, I think it's a couple chapters later, we actually get to meet the woman he's having an affair with. Her name is Myrtle. Um, she lives in kind of the trashy part of town where it's very industrial. And she lives with her husband uh, above the gas station that they own. Now, Myrtle is pretty much the polar opposite of Daisy. Daisy is very soft-spoken. Um, very classy woman, while Myrtle on the other hand is very loud, very arrogant, just all in your face, which is the polar opposite, which I think is why Tom 
um, went after Myrtle. He just wanted something different. So he literally got the polar opposite. Yes. Now also, in that chapter where we meet Myrtle, uh, they go to Myrtle's apartment, I believe. And um, Tom actually punches her in the nose after Myrtle keeps repeatedly saying Daisy and Daisy, Daisy over and over again. So Tom actually punches her in the nose, um, breaking it, and she's bleeding. Um, I'm really not sure why. He, he was enraged because she wasn't listening to him. Tom's a very controlling man, so once he loses that control, he kind of slips. Um, his temper just goes off the roof, and he just acts out. So he actually hits her. And n nobody's really surprised. Well, the women are surprised, but none of the men are really surprised because this is high society. This is like, this is normal. It's kind of, it's crazy how desensitized all this has become. Like the crazy partying and the domestic abuse, all that stuff. I don't know. When you want to continue with the plot? Yeah. So all of this is happening prior to the invitation for the party. We kind of skipped over that part. Um, but you just have to know that. Uh, Tom is having an affair with Myrtle, and um, he punched her in the nose because, you know, she wasn't being, you know, behaving because she was pissing Tom, Tom off, and um, everybody was drunk at that party, too. So that also contributed to him doing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, then we actually get an invitation to the party, as Nick says that. Um, he goes there, he meets Jordan Baker, and he's like, so who is this Gatsby, right? And it's like, oh, I've seen him. I've talked to him and stuff, right? And they go to this library. They see this old Hawkeye um, old man. He's in the library, and he's just looking around the books. And he says that these books are real. Somebody actually lives here. Because people think that nobody actually lives in the house, and the Gatsby is just a myth. Uh, then Gatsby himself appears in the movie. Um, he makes his entrance, uh, by, um, talking to Nick. He's like, oh, really? Well, yeah. I must be a horrible host then, if those conspiracy theories going around me. And he says, I'm Gatsby, nice to meet you, Nick. After the party, I'm pretty sure Jordan and Gatsby go ahead and have a private talk with each other away from Nick as Nick is just standing there in a party party's wild house just looking at the scenery that's happening before his eyes um, as everybody starts leaving there's a lot of trash obviously around the, the place and as Jordan leaves she says that they should go ahead and talk and they should like meet up after that um next morning pretty much I'm pretty sure or, or maybe sometime later actually uh, Gatsby pulls up in his new car to the next house which is right next to him also before I forget about this this actually this really important part that we missed is that the day that Nick moved into his house he was very disturbed by Gatsby's loud partying and wild parties that were going on for the summertime at least for like some time and one day he walked out of his house and saw probably Gatsby on like a pier looking into the distance into the east egg and a flashing green light staring at a green light yeah yeah 
at the end of the pier. And as it looks like, he's trying to reach for it. We don't know what it is yet, but I think we'll find out. We'll know later, yeah, we'll, for sure. We'll definitely know what it is for later. And Nick also said that throughout his days living before meeting Gatsby, that he felt him looking at him through, like, the window. Which is kind of creepy if you tell me, but, you know, maybe that's just the guy how he does things. Um, so anyway, uh, Gatsby pulls up to Nick's house and he's inviting him for a dinner or like lunch. It's like the morning and they go to this like barber shop, but in, on the way there, um, there's a cop that tells Gatsby that you're speeding He's on the motorcycle, but Gatsby shows him the car that with his name on it, and you know the cop says, "I'm sorry, Mr. Gatsby. Have a good day." Even though the Gatsby's breaking the laws and the rules of traffic, he gets off with it like with an apology too. Like he also, I want to add in uh, in the car ride before that, um, Gatsby started showing Nick like his Medal of Honor from the war and a picture of him from Oxford, trying to like. I guess he carries his stuff around uh, just trying to like convince people of his backstory because again we we still have no concrete like knowledge about where Gatsby came from where he got his money his youth anything like that so that's just him trying to like create a story I guess and now with the with him um flashing the card to the police officer it really gives us some insight on the like what Gatsby does it seems like pretty sketchy Anyway, um, they go to lunch with this guy named Meyer Wolfsheim. Now, this guy is like a gangster if I've ever seen one. He's got molars, human molars on his bracelet. Um, it was said that he fixed the, the 1919 World Series, I believe. So he's definitely got some criminal connections. And the fact that he's such good friends with Gatsby kind of clues us in that maybe Gatsby didn't get his money in such a noble way after all. Maybe he participates in some illegal acts as well. Uh, and Wolfsheim actually says that, like, one time when he was at dinner, uh, one of his, the people got up to leave and then got shot outside. So definitely a lot of criminal mob stuff going on here. But still, there's nothing really concrete that we're being told. We're, we're kind of seeing everything through Nick's point of view. And again, he doesn't know much. Yeah, it kind of foreshadows, like, what's going to happen in the movie, right? Oh, well. So after um, they get there... They talk to Meryl and uh, Gatsby and Nick are just sitting down at the table waiting for their um, order to come by. Uh, Tom comes in and Gatsby notices that. And when Nick is done introducing Gatsby, he just somehow leaves leaves the entire place all along. Um, after that, uh, this wasn't mentioned in the book. I mean, in the, this, this wasn't shown in the movie, but I'm sure there's some scenes between uh jordan and nick that happened but in the movie none of that happened so we're gonna go along with the movie not with the book so as um gads believes nick try is trying to find jordan and he finds her and he's very confused and he's like what is going on why did he just leave for no reason, and etc. Jordan just tells him to calm down and let's talk about it. So they talk about it, and as so it happens to be, Gatsby just wants a favor from Nick. He wants Daisy, him, Gatsby, and Nick 
to attend a tea party just just a tea party you know between three people yeah so as it turns out many years prior to the story um before gatsby was shipped shipped away to fight in the war he fell in love with daisy um and they were both madly in love but gatsby got shipped off to war and so this is a time period where women are only useful when they're in their prime she felt the need to get married as quick as possible to a rich man that could provide for her. So she found Tom. Um, obviously, that was out of desperation because Tom is not a good guy. Tom has been known to cheat on her multiple times. So she kind of did that out of desperation and also to find the man that can provide for her. Um, so she missed out on Gatsby. And now Gatsby wants to reconcile. He wants to see her again because it's been many years since he's seen her. And again, he's hopelessly in love with her and he wants her back. Exactly. So, after Nick gets home, he sees Gatsby, and he, he, Gatsby's, like, offering Nick to do stuff. He's like, I know you're low on money. I can, like, hook you up and stuff. And Nick is, like, being very humble about it. He's like, no, thank you. And Nick says, like, he will, he will set up a meeting between you guys. Uh, the day after tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. That was he said. And, uh, uh, the day comes and Nick just awakens to a bunch of workers working in his front yard, just making it so much more better and cleaner than it was before. Mm -hmm. And a few hours later, or like a few minutes later, uh, Gatsby shows up and it's raining uh, with a lot of flowers and uh, sweets just coming into Nick's house and just setting up all there. Um, sometime later, we see Gatsby and Nick kind of in their room, in, like, the dining room, like, the main area of Nick's house, which is, isn't that big. Uh, we can see Gatsby is very nervous. Yeah, his, that their he, interaction between Gatsby and Daisy is something he's been looking forward to. So he's built it up in his mind, and now when the time comes, when Daisy actually gets there, he's incredibly nervous. Like, Gatsby's a very... He seems very confident, but when he sees Daisy for the first time, he's just starstruck. He doesn't know what to do. All of his confidence just washes away. Yeah, as Nick said, um, the Nick in the book, that is, uh, Gatsby is very nervous, and he t Nick tells him that he he's acting like a child after <laughs> Gatsby escapes through the window to, like, not confront Daisy, mm -hmm. which is kind of funny, you know. Um... <clears throat> So then Nick tries to leave, I mean, Gatsby tries to leave, and Nick catches up to him at the front door, and he's like, man, you're acting like a child, get a grip, she's just as nervous as you are, go talk to her. So, as they tar start talking, Nick feels out of place, and he's like, I'm just gonna go leave you two alone. Uh, some time passes by, Nick comes back after it stopped raining. He tries to make some noise to get their attention that uh, he's there, but he then has to like almost um, come up to their faces and say that I'm here. Yeah. So at this point in the book, this this love affair is kind of ignited again, and they're they're falling in love, and it's going to create kind of this tension between Gatsby and Tom, as you'll see when we explain the rest of the book. 
So after uh, Nick and Daisy hit it off, they start meeting each other more and more often. And Tom notices that he's like something's wrong here. Uh-huh. And uh, one day, Gatsby decides to come up with a plan. He sees that Daisy is more happy with him, so you know he's trying to formulate a plan, like how to separate yeah, he's, Daisy. He wants, and Tom. he wants Daisy to leave Tom and come be with him. Yes. And keep in mind, at this point. I'm pretty sure Gatsby has stopped throwing parties at this point. Is that right, Roman? Yeah, he, like, yeah. stopped doing them. People are, like, complaining. like, what the fuck? I, because I the only reason Gatsby was hosting those parties was in hopes that Daisy would come by. Now that he has Daisy in his grasp, he really has no more need to throw parties. That was his only purpose. And the green light that we were referring to uh, a few minutes ago, that green light is on the pier of Tom and Daisy's house. So... Looking at that green light kind of symbolizes, like, him just looking over at Daisy, like, trying to reach out to her. And that that's what the green light symbolizes. It symbolizes his love for her. So that's why he bought that house, actually, to be as close as possible to Daisy. Exactly. And when Daisy is in uh, Gatsby's house, he also mentions that his other father, which he met at, like, 17, he saved him from, like, a boat crash. I think his name was Dan Cody, I'm pretty sure. Uh -huh. And that's when uh, James Gatsby changed his name to Jay Gatsby. Yeah. To like so, symbolize so this, starting in your life. Yeah, this this Cody guy was like his mentor. Exactly. That's like he was he was like actual father figure. Uh-huh. So then yeah. a few days after that, you know, they just started visiting him more and more often and then they decide to meet up at Tom's house and spill the spill the beans pretty much make everything happen so we transition in the movie to the scene of where Gatsby Tom Nick Jordan and Daisy are in Tom's dining room and it's next to the pier where the green line is at Gatsby points that out he's like I always look at that green light you guys have and he's like oh so your house is over there Thomas has been. He's like, yeah, that's my house over there. At this point, um, Tom kind of figures out what's happening. He has like a vague idea of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he starts to notice. Yeah. Yeah, he starts becoming suspicious at this point. And so then, Gatsby. Excuse me. Um, Gatsby is like, come on, Daisy. Tell him. Tell him what's up. But the last second, Daisy freaks out. And just goes in and just blurps out. Let's go to the town. Uh, now, so here Tom is trying to expose Gatsby. He, I'm pretty sure he um, accuses him of being a bootlegger. Tom kind of suspects what we've been suspecting all along that Gatsby obtained all of his money in an illegal fashion. Uh, so in his mind, he he believes that all these pharmacies that Gatsby owns are really centers for bootlegging. Yeah, For I South think that comes a bit later when they actually okay. go into the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. that, um, Tom makes a remark. Oh, yeah, before, yeah. As we mentioned that uh, Gatsby has a car. It's, like, brand new and stuff. And Tom was like, let me drive your car. And he's like... Yeah, he's trying to... he doesn't like that. And he's like, oh, I'm low on gas, you know? And keep in mind, this, the setting, 
this day is supposedly the hottest day they've had in years, which I believe is supposed to symbolize like the high, like boiling tempers of everyone in the room, especially Tom and Gatsby, who are kind of feuding at this point over Daisy. Yeah. We'll, while Nick yeah. and Jordan are kind of just spectators. Yeah, we'll get to that point in a bit. Uh, so, Gatsby in, dis- in disgust is like saying that, no, nah, it's okay. You shouldn't drive my car anyway, right? But he does end up driving it. Uh, his passengers are Jordan and Nick, while Gatsby is along with Daisy and Tom's car. Along, uh, on the way to the New York, the hotel that they wanted to go to, uh, because Daisy said so out of spite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom says that I'm not stupid, guys. You know, like I know something's going on. Stop act. Stop. Stop taking me for a fool. Just tell me what's happening, right? And um, in the movie, they're like kind of racing. And so when Tom sees that Gatsby's ahead of him, uh, while he's uh, pumping gas at Mr. Uh, George's uh, gas station where Marta lives, he, he sees Gatsby passing by and gets like very angry about it because he, he just kind of signifies Gatsby taking Daisy away from him. Well, while that happening, uh, George is telling him that he's not feeling uh, so well, that George is not feeling so well, and that him and his wife are planning to um, move out of here, somewhere more west. Yeah, because at this point, George is suspecting that Myrtle is having an affair, so he's locked her up in uh, in one of the rooms of their house, yeah. and of their apartment, uh, because he found the collar, because uh, earlier in the book, uh, Tom had bought a dog for Myrtle, so uh, George found the collar for it, which made him suspect. He goes, we don't own a dog, why would she have a collar? So he's beginning to suspect that, and all these like long trips she takes where she's actually meeting Tom, where she says she's like meeting her sister or something, it all starts to unravel. Exactly. So then they get to the hotel, and that's where like the kind of the showdown happens of the entire movie. So Nick and Gaz, I mean... Not Nick and Gatsby. Uh, Gatsby and Tom are having an argument. They're going back and forth, you know, um, arguing. And then when Tom says that that they're not equal because the way they made their money, that's when Gatsby flips out. Uh-huh. And he almost starts to get a little violent, but they don't show that in the movie. Uh, they kind of do, but not really. Um, Daisy is just in shock looking at Gatsby. He's like, that's that's not the Gatsby I imagined. That would uh-huh. be. So she like, sees the side of Gatsby that she's never see, seen before. You know, the violent one. And that definitely left an impression on her as she um, storms out of the building and gets into Gatsby's car and Gatsby just goes after her. I'm pretty sure they get in the same car. Yeah, they get in the same car. Yeah, now keep in mind... Tom drove Gatsby's car there, and Gatsby drove Tom's car. So when they were driving past the Wilsons gas station, Myrtle looked out her window and saw Tom driving Gatsby's. It was yellow, right? Yeah. She saw Tom driving Gatsby's yellow car. Now, on the way back, Gatsby's driving his own car with Daisy. Daisy's actually driving it. She's in the, she's in the driver's seat, Gatsby's in the passenger seat. So I wouldn't know that yet. Yeah. You want to continue? Uh, yeah, sure. 
so as Merle sees this, she's getting like beaten up by her husband. She's like, probably wants to get picked up by Tom and like leave this place. Yeah, so she sees the yellow car that she saw Tom driving, and she thinks it's Tom coming to save her. So she bursts out of her room. She runs down to the street, and you want to tell me what happens next, Roman? Yes. Um, so Mortal goes out, up in the street, like in the middle of the road, which is not a good idea. And as we know already, Daisy is driving the car, uh, along with Casby in the passenger seat. And, <laughs> you know, Daisy doesn't know who that woman is, so she just doesn't stop. And she's very frustrated at that moment so she couldn't think straight so she didn't stop and she just ran over her mm -hmm. killing Merle, her and Merle just died on the spot um they don't stop they just continue to go home I guess uh that Gatsby and Daisy are and uh Merle dies that is that is the, that's it of the Merle yeah, and minutes later, Tom comes to the scene because he was a little bit behind. He comes to the scene. He sees Myrtle. He sees cops all around the place. And he's like, "What's uh -huh. happening?" He's like, "Oh, Myrtle's dead." And George is there, just having a mental breakdown. He's like, "Yeah, it was he's... your car. You ran her over, right?" But then he's yeah. like, "Nah, that was not my car. That was Gatsby's car." He explains the whole situation to him, and Tom sees this as an opportunity to take revenge on Gatsby. That way, he's not only He's not gonna lose Daisy, uh, like he did. Mor he lose Mortal just now, right? So he tells George that this is actually Gatsby's car, and he's the one who killed her. And you know, George is just blinded by revenge. Is going to kill Gatsby at this point. So as Tom comes back to his house, Nick is like, "I'm just gonna go home. No, thank you guys. You know." He sees Gatsby in like the gardens of Tom's house. He's like, Yeah, Man, what happened? Like, what the hell's going on? And you can continue if you like, Nick. Uh, yeah, so um, Gatsby is afraid that Tom is going to take violent action against Daisy because maybe he blames her for the actions that happen. So he's staked out there to make sure Daisy, like, uh, the whole night is okay with her. He's, like, prepared to stay there all night. That's how much he loves her. So it, it was never actually, like, she never actually told Tom that she was the one that killed Myrtle. She kind of just lets him assume that it was Gatsby. And Gatsby's totally fine taking that blame. He doesn't want Myrtle, or he doesn't want Daisy to come under any fire from Tom for what happened. Yeah. And then Gatsby tells Nick what actually happened. Daisy was uh, in the driving seat, you know. And, uh that's how the, that chapter ends, I'm pretty sure. It's just, you know, them having a talk. Uh, and then the scene cuts to the Gatsby's house where um, he's in the pool uh, waiting for Daisy's call, saying that things are over with Tom. Let's get out of here and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. But... Um, as Gatsby dives into a pool, here's a phone call, and one of his servants picks it up, and that that instant, Gatsby is shot by George. Mm -hmm. George saw the yellow car in Gatsby's driveway and knew exactly. he had the right man, the man who killed his wife. So, at this point, 
Gatsby is dead, but he heard the phone call and thinks he won Daisy over. But then, after George kills himself, we find out that it was actually Nick who called him. And so, Gatsby just dies without knowing that. Daisy and then Daisy and Tom move away. Yeah, they leave the city. Yep, and they have no. They didn't leave any contact address for Nick. You know, he tries to call them. He says that, sorry, they like left. One of the butlers says that and they left no contact info for them. And that is how the. That's essentially the story. Yep. So Roman, who do you think was to blame? So. Definitely Tom is the main antagonist in here. I completely agree. You know, um, him being the catalyst for George's revenge, even though he could have covered up for him. Uh-huh. Uh, he's still like being jealous of Daisy and the guys having a good time together. And you know, it's just Tom being jealous. He tells George that, yep, Gatsby is the guy you gotta kill. Um, I, I completely agree. Tom is not a very good man. He's he's constantly cheating on Daisy. He's the one who started the affair with Myrtle in the first place. He's just, like you said, you used the word catalyst. He's the catalyst for everything bad that happens. Now, I also think um, some of the other characters could have, like, tried to intervene with the conflict. Like, a lot of, like, Nick and Jordan were, like, bystanders for those few chapters there where there was a lot of tension between Gatsby and Tom when they could have intervened and done something, but I definitely do think Tom is to blame mostly for the events that took place. Exactly. Um, another thing. They didn't include this part in the movie, but Tom is actually very racist. Uh, yeah. Definitely some racial undertones with yeah, Tom. That, but they didn't show it in the movie. Just know that <laughs> Tom is also racist. Yeah. Um, Doesn't really help his case. Yeah, who do you think is the second most blamed, uh, most person to blame for Gatsby's death? Um, that's a tough question. What do you think? I I would say Daisy. You know. Uh huh. Um, you know, her not being, you know, I know that five years is a long time, but I think we didn't mention this, but she got a letter on the day she was wedding to tom saying that i'm pretty sure gatsby's like back or something like that we didn't we don't really know the exact context of that but we just see daisy uh in the movie regretting her being married to she gets incredibly drunk and hysterical just starts sobbing exactly so i think daisy is the second one was playing i would say her indecisiveness and impatience would actually like created the great Gatsby story, you know. She was the uh-huh. start of this all thing, and the fact that she just couldn't wait for Gatsby, you know, and the fact that she couldn't tell Tom on multiple occasions that she doesn't want to be with him, mm-hmm. is another thing that led to Gatsby's death. I agree. Daisy is very indecisive. She she can't make a decision whether she wants to be with Tom or with Gatsby. But also, I think personally, I think Gatsby's the the, the second most to blame. Because yeah, he's, he's he's a homewrecker. He's just invading this marriage. He's giving Daisy this impossible decision uh, to be with him or to be with Tom. And he's like, he's the creator of the tension. Yes, Tom's a bad man, um, but Gatsby has just been chasing after this married woman for years and years and years. He does everything he he does in the book, like make, do the parties, make all his money for her. Exactly. And, yeah. As one scene in the movie where... 
Daisy is in ta is in um, Gatsby's house. He's like everything that was made here was in in the thought of you, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Definitely. I. I like. But you see where Gatsby is coming from, though, right? Like. Yeah. I first, mean, first, you know, all that stuff, But still, what he's doing is is not a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the third most person to blame would be George. I see the one who pulled the trigger, blinded yeah. rage. Now is now waiting for an investigation. He just he just did it on a spot. He did a self justice, and then committed a holocaust as Nick describes it by killing himself right after too. So, what do you think about this entire plot and story? Um, I think it's it's really giving us insight into like the high society and how like everyone just is so like fake they 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 live by these facades and no one's like a real authentic person yeah it's like everyone is uh invited to a party like the party with masks you know they like organized back uh -huh. in the day um where everybody just doesn't know what who is like behind that mask there's pretty much the gatsby everyone yeah. has a mask and nobody knows what's behind it uh-huh for sure so did you like the book I definitely enjoyed it. It was it was a good read. Definitely a page turner. Yeah, I would say some of the narrative elements definitely hooked me on. Um, uh huh. I would say the movie helped me comprehend the story a bit better. Uh, even though many people preferred the book version. Uh huh. Because of Jordan and Nick probably having a, a thing in there, thing or two, which wasn't the movie. And I'm like kind of disappointed about it too. But you know, can't do anything about it now. Mm hmm. Uh. If I had to say, I would say I'd give this book like 8 out of 10. I think that's the proper rating. I agree. Yeah. Uh, can't really call it a perfectionism, you know. Like, it's a good plot and story, but there's just something that's missing, you know. Uh-huh. It's just a good book overall. So, um, who's your, like, favorite character in the entire book? Favorite character, huh? Um, I'd have to say Nick. Nick is just like a, your ordinary guy. Uh, I guess he kind of, F. Scott Fitzgerald kind of made Nick ordinary so we can see ourselves in him, so we can put, uh, so we can be in his shoes. He kind of like reflects all personalities. He can, you can like make an argument for everyone. Like you can just, anyone can fill his shoes. He's like a blank slate for you to like, Imagine the story through. Yeah, I can see. And that. you? Uh, for me, I would say Gatsby. His uh, mm -hmm. character is actually well written, if you think about it. You know, uh, doesn't tell us right away, but he was actually a, a poor uh, uh, family member of North Dakota family, and at the age of seventeen, he left, saved uh -huh. Don Cody, and then he started his new life from there, being a bootlegger. Just yeah, I agree. He's, he's definitely a layered, a very layered character. Yeah. Nothing is out in the open for you to see. You gotta, you gotta really think about it. And even after you think about it, you're still not 100 percent sure what this guy is about. Exactly. That's what I like about that character. He's very real written. Mysterious. Yeah. Um. I can definitely agree with that. Yep. So then, let's come to a conclusion then. Um. So this book has definitely been quite the read. Um, I would definitely recommend somebody to read it. Uh, uh -huh. But if you're not a big book guy, you might not like it. But still, you know, 
give it a try, you know. Um, what do you think the theme of this book is? Huh, that's a good question. What do you think it is? Well, I would say, you know, based off of the events that happened, I would say, you know, if you uh, lose a fish, find another one, you know? Uh-huh. Don't go chasing and wasting your life just for that one fish when there can be better fish out in the ocean. That's pretty good. Also, there's a lot of uh, undertones with alcohol because keep in mind, F. Scott Fitzgerald was an alcoholic. Um, and he was kind of writing this book as like a warning almost. A warning for like the perils that can come from living in this high class society and constantly drinking and partying and living this lavish lifestyle and the bad things that can ensue because of it. You know, there was multiple deaths in this book, Myrtle and Gatsby, because of the carelessness. And that carelessness has led to Gatsby's death. Pretty much. Exactly. So that also teaches a lesson to like, you know, be mindful of all of this stuff. And keep in mind that at that time the book was taking place in, uh, the alcohol is actually prohibited. Like it's illegal uh -huh. to sell it. And the Gatsby was actually the bootlegger. He was doing some shady stuff. As we later found out. Yeah. Uh, what about the setting? Do you like it? I do. I like the, the differences between the West and the East Egg, and there's kind of this like industrial era where Myrtle and uh, George live. It's kind of like the Untouchables with uh, Dr. T.J. Eckelberg, the, the billboard, symbolizing God staring down at them, like judging them for their sins. I, it's really well made. Yeah, in the movie, uh, before Myrtle dies, we can see George that like beating her up and says that, George says that the God, the God will see to your sins and punish you <laughs> which uh -huh. is kind of ironic because the next minute <laughs> Merle just dies in, in front of uh, TJ's uh, billboard which <laughs> signifies God's eyes uh -huh. which is kind of ironic um, I would definitely say that this book is pretty good in my opinion I completely agree so I think this will be it this was uh, Roman's podcast. Uh, we don't have a name official yet. So we're just going to call it by my name. Uh, today has been a great pleasure talking about this book to you, Nick. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, anytime. <laughs> you know. Um, this will be it. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure you guys hear from us maybe sometime later. You guys stay safe, wear masks, and stay out of public places if you can.